Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. Before I continue, I want to mention that I have two new podcasts out there. The first, From John to Justin, is all about every Prime Minister in Canadian history from Sir John A. Macdonald all the way to Justin Trudeau. It was released last week. And yesterday, I released the first episode of Pucks and Cups, which looks at hockey history from the 1800s to about the 1960s. And my first episode looks at Phantom Joe Malone, one of the greatest goal scorers in NHL history. You can support all my podcasts for just $3 a month. Go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also support through a donation on my website at CanadaEHX.com. I do this full-time, and every dollar you give helps keep the podcasts going. Since the beginning of time, mankind has been forced to compete for survival. This spirit of competition has reached a pinnacle in the relationship of two best friends who battle against each other. Why? Glory for the winner. Humiliation for the loser. This is Kenny versus Spenny. Way back in 2004, I sat down on my couch with a coffee, I turned on the CBC, and I saw two men trying to stay awake. It was Kenny versus Spenny, and it became one of my favorite shows probably ever. I still watch it. I've watched it twice this year. Premise of the show is simple. A competition, two best friends, and we see who wins. Whoever loses does a humiliation. To show you the true brilliance of this show, and why I think it's one of the best comedies ever made, I'm going to play a quick, about minute and a half clip from the episode that I was just talking about, where two friends were just seeing who could stay awake the longest. I think I'm losing my mind. I think I'm starting to really lose it. <clears throat> what the heck? Can you see that? My sleep zapper. If you fall I thought it was the... <laughs> I thought it was our fire alarm. No, if you fall, if your head tilts down, it beeps, so I can't fall asleep. Just another gimmick. I can't, try me crazy. Well, take it off. You're making coffee. You're not gonna fall asleep while you're making coffee. This is on so I don't fall asleep, and this is being made so I don't tilt my head down. No. Other way around. I'm, uh, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. No, no, no. I just feel, exhausted like my bowels could go at any time like just my body's completely fried just take it off i turned it off what did you have a strategy what's like your strategy for staying awake uh, not sleeping it's very simple Don't. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly. Just don't do that kind of stuff. I really. I'm gonna clobber you. I cannot deal with this right now. Ah! You're violent. I have it. There we. I'm trying to. Don't, don't hit me! Yeah! Don't! You're fucking too violent! Don't! 
I am really serious. Do not physically touch me right now. I'm tired. Can't even rip a sock. Spencer's very irritable, and I'm still okay. So tired. This could be the longest few hours of my life. I think I hallucinated. I really think I hallucinated. I think it's kind of jittery. I love this show because it's just fun to watch. I know what's going to happen. I know who's going to do what, but it's still really enjoyable. And many consider it one of the best Canadian television shows of the 21st century. And you can watch all of Kenny vs. Spenny on Kenny Hotz's YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search for Kenny Hotz. And just this year, Kenny Hotz and Spencer Rice released Paldemic, which you can watch free on CBC Gem. It's a really great half-hour special all about COVID and these two friends who saw their lives completely change because of the show. So today, I spoke with Kenny Hotz and Spencer Rice. We talked about Paldemic. We talked about the show. And unfortunately, my power went out midway through the interview, so I wasn't able to ask him about their upcoming show called Jew Year's Heave, which is going to happen on December 31st. But after this interview, I'll give you all the details for how you can register for this really cool event with two Canadian comedy legends. So let's go right to the interview. Oh my God, I got on. I can't believe it. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you? Unfortunately. Yeah, I downloaded <laughs> Big Sur. <laughs> on my computer it's a new operating system spenny has big sir in his closet that's what he calls his husband and i couldn't get on zoom no worries installed it well thank you so much this is this is awesome for me i've been a fan of the show like i was telling spenny you. since 2004 when you guys debuted so this is this is great thank you so much um I'll get right to it, right to the, the questions. I had a few, but uh, first one, how have you both been doing over the past 10 months uh, with, uh, with COVID and, and being locked down and not being able to tour and all those things? Well, Spenny actually is patient zero. He had sex with a bat, not an act like a bat with wings, a baseball bat. And I told him not to do that. Uh, he loves plagues. He wants old people to die because he's so broke. He, he, he wants their, ho their houses to be up for sale for cheap. So he, Spencer, Spencer's extremely happy that uh, a lot of people are as destitute and fucked up as he is now. It makes him feel better about himself. And Spenny, how have you been? Um, <laughs> Look at him. How's he being? Well, I, Look I, uh, Looks like I, a, uh, a minion with Asperger's. I, I will um, answer your question, uh, unlike some of us. Um, you know, it, it's a classic kind of joke, but it really is true that I my life changes very little during the pandemic. Uh, I'm a quarantine kind of guy anyways. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Uh, don't like people very much. So it, my life really hasn't changed. And, and we've managed to perform, believe it or not. Uh, we shot Paldemic during this thing, and then we, uh, we, we've done some shows, uh, you know, they're, sometimes they're capped at 100 or 50. Uh, so uh, we've been very lucky. Spencer's uh, upset that now everybody wears masks in playgrounds. That was his thing. Oh, uh, um, I guess uh, the next question is, so uh, 10 years ago, the show ends, and uh, you guys have been doing tours and things like that, but was it kind of 
nice? Was it weird to kind of get back to that dynamic of just the two of you in a house with a camera crew following you around? Well, we didn't, we, we stopped, you know, uh, working together for a very long time. And then we started doing tours about six years ago, just because our, our fan base wouldn't shut up. Like uh, it was such a surprise to us that, you know, they, they grew and wouldn't disappear. Um, and, you know, to me, doing a new show was kind of like moving into your old bedroom in your parents' house. You know, it, it's sad and pathetic that we're in a position that we would even have to do that. You know, I, I, I'm so fucking mad. I, my fans were telling me to buy Bitcoin at 28 cents and it's 20K today. I put, if I would have put down five Gs, I'd have $68 million in the bank right now. So I am, I am so depressed today. And everybody was always sending me invest in this, invest in that. So I had lost 85 Gs by the time all my fans were telling me to buy shit for 10 years. By the time this guy who worked at Bitcoin came to me a decade ago, I was like, oh, fuck, that's some fucking, you know, shitty <laughs> pixel in, in Warcraft. Fucking so mad. What about what about you, Spenny? Uh, was it weird to get back to that uh, that dynamic of being in the house with the camera crew again? Yeah, it was uh, mostly because I wasn't really told what was going on, which is sort of par for the course. Um, I was told we were doing a COVID special, and uh, I'm not so sure that's what Kenny was doing. Uh, I prepared as best I could, and you know, it's a very bizarre situation. Our relationship and our creative. Uh, ventures i i love doing the live work i just I, I mean whether it's music or working with kenny i just absolutely love the whole lifestyle of it the the lack of uh, intermediaries uh and the simple the simplicity of it uh and i was thrilled i think we both were that it really translated the the dynamic translated into a sort of stand-up uh act so who knew spenny spenny is now working as the captain the pirate captain of the Molly made cruise ship and Lisa Loeb <laughs> wants her glasses back. I'm getting a lot of, uh, I look like a lesbian when I wear the, uh, the uh, thing and uh, you know, okay. You look, I, yeah, I, you I look, just, I, we Rosie live in a O'Donnell, culture where they, where O'Donnell with cancer. Of the way I, uh, of hats that I wear, like, you know, like it's so, it's so depressingly uh, juvenile. Uh, but whatever I, you notice, I never change. I do what I want to do, no matter how stupid it is or smart. And, uh, I'm proud of that. I don't get bullied. <laughs> uh, so the uh, next question, uh, you guys debuted on CBC, uh, 16 years ago. Uh, for some reason they put you in the five thirty slot right before the, the main news, which didn't make any sense when I was watching it. Uh, but then they cancel you. Was it, kind of ironic that they bring you back for the for the pandemic on cbc gem and then they're advertising the come to cbc gem and see where it all started uh, now that they're you're such a big show and and such part of canadian culture well you know what's funny is we found out pretty recently that we never got canceled on the cbc that our producer executive producer john moranis um, felt that we were kind of stagnated there, that they weren't letting us do the types of content we were. They were kind of, we felt kind of hogtied and the show um, would evolve better on Showcase. So he managed to pluck the show out of CBC. They actually let it go. 
and we moved to another broadcaster. So, but we always funny. We always thought that we got canceled and we, we didn't. <laughs> I thought so too, because they, they, they'd say like the humiliations were right at the end of the show so that you would be tuning in for the news and like you'd be seeing something happening to you or, or Spenny. And that's why they, well, <laughs> they canceled what, what, you. What else is funny, which nobody really knows is that they had a deal with Tom Green, who was popping like a fucking madman. You know, the entire country's watching him. CBC does a pilot with him and they didn't pick it up. And the second they didn't pick it up, you know, he's on the cover of Rolling Stone. And we were kind of the next guys in line with a pilot that was shot in Los Angeles that had kind of some of the same elements. Um, and uh, they're like, oh, shit, we better pick this up. And so thanks to Tom, uh, them fucking that up, we ended up getting the show. Well, I'm, I'm glad they did because I love it. I've watched it twice, uh, twice this year so far on your channel. Um, I guess Paldemic seems to be doing really well. A lot of people really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was great to see you guys back in that kind of dynamic. Uh, could it spawn maybe a limited series? Is that something you guys would want to do in the future? Well, I was kind of Weasley, you know, like they did kind of want a COVID special, but I was using it as a, a pilot for a future series. Um, you know, will somebody pick it up? Maybe nobody picked up KVS7, which to me was, you know, after a half a billion views and, you know, uh, we, I don't, you know, when, when every episode of Kenny versus Spenny came out, I'd go on Pirate Bay and like the first three pages, like it was fucking <laughs> insane. It'd be like, you know, 30 Kenny versus Spenny South Park, 10 Kenny versus Benny, th this week's family guy. Like I, I couldn't believe it. I was on ICQ when this started coming out and I, like, I knew way, way back that this thing was, was going to be a hit, but, but there's a, such a separation between kind of the industry and our audience because we're so subversive that, you know, we were kind of invisible, mm -hmm. even though we maintained a, you know, global kind of fan base that, you know, maybe, that's part of our cachet is that we're we're so outside the system if we ever were recognized we'd probably lose our je ne sais quoi as they say <laughs> your street cred yeah uh, what about you yeah, spenny would, uh, would you like to do that uh another limited series i like to make i'll suck off adolf hitler for a nickel right now and he's a jew <laughs> you know there there's some truth to that uh in terms of the, thing? Uh, yeah the, the global uh, idea that I, I'm in it for the money. Um, I wouldn't, th here's the thing. I'm just being brutally honest because that's what I do. Uh, but at the same time, I actually love the work that we do together, both on television and live. So I, I don't know if I would be uh, saying all that if I didn't really think the work was good and, and original. And but, that's but the one he, thing I, can he I would rather do some, he would rather us do something else. He doesn't really want to do that you know, expose our, our relationship to the world or air our dirty laundry. He wants to, yeah. you know, do a game show or a kid show or, you know, something totally like garbage that he can sell to the sheep. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much true. Um, yeah. I mean, it's that show. Kenny versus Benny was very hard on both of us. I mean, I don't think people realize that not just the amount of work, but the humiliating aspect of it, the physical comedy of it, the, the craziness of it, the showing our real lives part of it. 
uh, you know, it'd be nice to do something a little more civilized and and something where, you know, we, we maybe make a step towards uh, out of reality towards performing. But uh, it, it's really not what people want from us. So we just do reality, I guess. I mean, that's all the live the live show is just us talking about our our age old <laughs> resentments and our arguments and old stories from our past. I mean, it's just real. Mm-hmm. It's e- it's easy in that sense, but it, it's emotionally it takes its toll. I, you know, I always saw it as like, you know, we're like a bickering couple and, and, you know, I love all the old like Borscht Belt kind of comedians and stuff. And I was always surprised that there wasn't a comedy duo that, you know, just was this angry married couple. And that's how I feel kind of like we are, mm-hmm. uh, which is very unique. And, and to Spenny, you know, he sees it as a bit. I just see it as kind of just us being you know, lucking into, you know, kind of exposing who we are on camera. Well, I don't, I don't see it as a bit. I, I think that our real life is a bit. Yeah. And that's, and we've exposed it. So you, the last podcast, you didn't understand what I was saying. It's not a bit, but fundamentally, it's just what we do is a bit who we are. We're a natural comedy duo. Mm-hmm. We don't have to try or write material. We just talk about the reality of our situation and it yeah. serves those same dynamics. Your glasses, like, what, did you did you get that out of an old lady's purse after you mugged her? Well, where did you get those glasses? Costco. Okay. Um, you asked me. I told you. You get three Costco in a pack. Miami, you get, Costco Fort Lauderdale. You get three in a pack. I've probably got, honest to God, fifteen of them all around the house in every room because I'm my I can't read without them. Uh, next time, get the the ones for men. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, uh, he loves it. Is is the is the fact that the show is still so popular uh, to this point where you're you're doing Paldemic um, Kenny on your channel? I think most of the episodes have over a million views. Uh, is it kind of surprising that it, at this point you're still talking about it? People are still enjoying it. People still want you to bring it back. You've got your New Year's event coming up that we'll talk about. But is it surprising to you? from 16 years ago that this is still going on for you. Well, I, I have, I don't know, maybe 60, 70, 80 million views on mine. When I first put it on, um, I had, I got up to, I have screen grabs and something like 312 million views just on my channel. And then entertainment one, our, our distributor kind of like video did video recognition and pulled all of the videos off of the territories like the u.s and canon and all that stuff so which can so drop from i dropped from 300 mil to to i don't know maybe 70 mil but but there were so many copycat channels and i had a friend at youtube and he did the analytics he said you're already past half a fucking billion views <laughs> on i don't know 80 shows which uh, how like how can somebody not pick up a series that has half a billion views on fucking YouTube? Nobody cares, you know. Hey, but I, you know, I don't even, even know if we could do the show again. It was so, you know, crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and and anti-establishment. Um, but but to me, the show is was highly moralistic, and we never really exploited anybody but ourselves. Absolutely, yeah. And it was a great show. It was for me, it's, it's kind of a comfort show. I, I, I watched it twice this year. It's just, you know, what's going to happen, you know, who's going to get humiliated, but you keep watching it. And it's, it was a perfect show for its time. I think. Um, so well, I've, said, I've said it before, you know, we, we ended up kind of 
hating each other and the show got better whereas in shows like you know uh two and a half men or or <laughs> other shows where 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 people start hating each other the show gets you know worse mm -hmm. ours got better just was organic to the actual <laughs> content uh what about you statement on uh the level of toxicity in our society uh, which has been completely fermented by the whole trump era and so i see i'm depressed by the whole thing i mean yeah i like the money but uh what they're laughing at how they're laughing the literacy of these people both with english and with comedic literacy is very low is very low and uh but i, I am i do i have enough character to not go and grab the money that's there? Absolutely not. So I'm no better than anyone else, but uh, I'll call it as I see it. I, I well, think it, we, we kind of, we fit the milieu of the internet kind of, you know, which is a little dark and, and vicious and angry, you know, a little naughty, but, but. Um, a little naughty. You know, well, I, you listen, it's too close to us. You can you could obviously explain it better than we can. I, I love the show. To me, it's the greatest, the funniest show in the history of television. I think it makes there's more laughs per minute in Kenny versus Penny than any other show. Um, that's just me. Every single one of those episodes to me is a fucking gem. And I, I don't even know how we pulled it off looking back at it years later. You you would you strike me as one of our intelligent fans. I would I would venture to. I, I think you have a lot of a lot of intelligent fans who who like it for different reasons. I like it because yes, you two are always going at each other, but there's a there's a perfect dynamic between how Kenny does it, how and how you do it. But then underneath it, you see these glimpses of of your friendship, of the fact that you guys have been friends for so long that there is, you know instances of actual caring in there that you know the perfect episode of that is when you guys see uh, who can smoke the most weed. And you guys just have fun. And you even mentioned in that episode that this is how it used to be before the show and everything. And that's kind of what I like about it because it's like having a brother. It's like messing around with your brother. You don't always get along, but underneath it all, there is a, there is a friendship and, and a relationship. And I think that's what people I like could, about Kenny versus Benny. I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, uh, I think Kenny has a bit of an issue with sincerity and that side of it. It comes out sometimes. But I, I totally agree with you. And I will say that I have a skewed uh, view of the fans because because they're all channeling <laughs> Kenny. They all have platforms so they can abuse the hell out of me on the social media, which, by the way, it doesn't upset me. I have fun with them, but it does give me a skewed view of the kind of person that watches the show. Someone like you probably doesn't go onto the pages and interact right with with uh, whatever show you like, mm -hmm. usually the assholes. Well, that's not, but anyway. I, I think I think there's a troll level in Kenny versus Spenny that, you know, the more shows you watch and the more intelligent you are, the more you kind of understand the context like you're mentioning. And it's not, you know, about Spenny being a, a pug rapist or anything. I just do things to push his buttons because conflict <laughs> is comedy. It's it's about, you know, uh, a friendship being destroyed by fame and money and um you know, unlike the content of today on TikTok or social media or YouTube where where content creators are doing stuff to actually get fans, we never did anything to get fans. We just, I just did stuff to make, you know, the crew and my brother and, and our, our friends laugh. So, mm -hmm. so there was no, 
no kind of mandate for oh let's let's uh you know let's screw these guys out of money or or let's do stuff to make ourselves famous it was really just a voyeuristic look into our relationship and i tr and I, I tried to make it as honest and as real as possible without trying to like you know jerk off these these you know cheesers kind of thing where <laughs> yeah, now just those just the tabs on youtube when you're like looking at what to watch and guys are like oh 50 dollar burger versus 200 or oh my dominoes it's so <laughs> offensive to me that it's so plastic and fucking fake and it's so obvious everyone's doing everything in their power to like to just get views and and I don't, none of that existed in, in our show even now look i never sold merch i you know i, I don't have a podcast i have a quarter million fans on fucking youtube i don't post any videos like you know it's, uh, it's like i'm just don't really give a shit so <laughs> where i want i want to squeeze every penny out of this yeah and i think i deserve it because i've been kind of you know it's funny because you're talking about like kenny he's like this with everybody i mean it's hyperactive with me obviously but it's just who kenny is and i love him for it but there's all these other people that are channeling him. And you have to keep in mind, we're coming in out of an era where it was, you know, Biden's a pedo and, you know, COVID doesn't exist. So I'm not so sure sometimes that a lot of these people, uh, they may not believe that I rape pugs, but they, they might believe some of the other stuff he says. So I'm on a very sort of paranoid uh, path uh, with this stuff. So I just want to get paid, make good, good content. My job is to make Spenny the most cringy Spenny he could possibly be. That's my job. My job is to to make him funny. So so that's what I do. People, mm -hmm. some people misconstrue it, and I got to go. I go to a bar, and they're like, "Hey, can we bought you know ten B fifty twos for you and my friend? Let's see who can drink more." It's like. I didn't want, I don't want to drink fucking B-52s. I didn't want to really smoke weed. I didn't really want to drink beer. We didn't really enjoy it. And, and, but that's part of it because the audience mm -hmm. wants to see us, suffer, you know, and that's the gladiator ring. And we understood that. So, um, and the more fans we got, the, the more focused we got on, you know, doing, being ourselves and, 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 and trying to um, entertain them. And that kind of it's so it's so organic because our fathers were friends. Mm -hmm. So Kenny and I were doing, you know, versions of what Kenny versus Spenny was <laughs> before we ever even had an inkling that this would happen. <laughs> Just because our friends so, very natural. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Kenny and Spenny. And if you did, please leave a rating and review. But first, I want to tell you about Kenny and Spenny live online Jew Years Heath. This is a special event where Kenny and Spenny are going to kick away 2020 and bring in 2021 through an interactive live event you can watch anywhere in the world. Tickets are $10 to $75. It happens on December 31st, obviously, and it begins at 3 p.m. Eastern, continuing until 5 p.m. Eastern. I really encourage you to check it out. It seems like it'll be a great time, and I will put the link for how you can register in my show notes. So you just got to click there, and you can register using your credit card and PayPal. If you want to reach me, you can. Just go to craig at canadaehx.com. You can also visit my website where you'll find hundreds of articles on Canada's history, as well as all my podcast episodes. Just go to canadaehx.com. 
In addition, you can support the podcast like I said. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. Just like all of these wonderful patrons have. Phil Maynard, Pamela Elder, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Rois, Luke S., Vic Hedges, J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Spencer M., and Iris Gray. You can find us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash CanadianHistoryX. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. And you can find me on Instagram. Just search for Bairdo37. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.